noon, I'm going to read the article. You won't be laughing about this. One of my bedtime stories from Counterpunch, the one I alluded to before. Chris Floyd, the Pentagon plan to, provo to provoke terrorist attacks. I don't think you're going to like this too much. And those right-wingers, those paranoid right-wingers, they aren't going to like it either. See, if, like I said a moment ago, if I'm working for a radio station, that's a very successful one, by the way, and no matter who it is, if I'm trying really to do damage to anyone or any program on a station and to cost the station money, I'm uh, like a chigger in a woodpile. Follow my... I shouldn't have said that. See what I'm saying? Just watch it. My behavior is absolutely unacceptable, if that be the case. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, happy belated birthday to you. Sorry okay. I couldn't get to you before. That's okay. It was only a month ago. That's all right. <laughs> I just want to hear something to think about. Have you ever seen Mo Howard and Reverend Jones together? Here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Not on that one. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm okay. First time I'm listening to your show, and I like it very much. Yes. And I'm calling about that gentleman that called and said this country's not good enough for him. He wants to move to Vancouver. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, ship them all out of here. This is the greatest country that ever lives. And, uh, and as far as Secretary Colin Powell... I mm -hmm. think he's the greatest secretary that the United States has. Secretary of what? <laughs> well, you better do your studying. No, no, I, mean, I, mean, I know what he is. I'm asking you, what is he the secretary of? Secretary of the United States. <laughs> yeah? That's his title? He's secretary of the United States? He's good secretary. What is his title? <laughs> no, and, what is, and what is Condoleezza Rice's title? <laughs> What's wrong with her? What is her title? National Security Advisor. Very good. Let's hear it. Get a couple of those bells going for this one. And what's Colin Powell's title again? Secretary of State. Uh, <laughs> Somebody must be slipping your stuff out of the uh, table there. Notes. Okay, have a great day, okay? Get out of here, schmuck. 5670560, oh, let's all goose step. This is the greatest country used to be, okay? See, used to be. Once upon a time, maybe. I'm not sure of that. But when people are spending 20 years in jail for smoking a pin joint, then there must be something wrong somewhere. When everybody's blowing each other's brains out because everybody's got guns, a cache of guns, there might be something wrong there, okay? And when people aren't allowed to give their opinion without being hassled because it doesn't toe the company line, then freedom of speech is an anachronism. It's something from the past. It's gone. It's ancient history, baby. Because one thing about these fascist lunatics that are taking control of your government and all their secretaries, uh, they don't like uh, criticism. You toe the line, baby, because it's us against them. It's the good guys, the evildoers against uh, the good guys. Right? Right on. The evildoers against us Republicans. That's what it's all about. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Wonderful WQAM. 56 on your dial. 007 is back in The Sequel Never Dies. My name is Bond, James Bond. Once again, Bond, James Bond, takes on the bad guys with cheesy foreign accents hell-bent on world domination. After 20 movies, it is finally time for you to die, Mr. Bond. It's Vintage Bond, steaming up the screen with yet another suggestively named woman. It's pleasure to meet you, Mr. Bond. My name is Lesia Monkey Style. James Bond returns in The Sequel Never Dies with action, adventure, romance, product placement, and a new twist on the same old scene. Bartender, I'd like yeah, a... Yeah, martini, I know, I know. Yes, and I would like that... Shake and not stir. We all know! You've seen it before. Now see it again. The Sequel Never Dies. Coming soon to the same theater where you saw the last James Bond flick. It's 16 till noon at 560. You know, in a rather unsavory move, the folks at WRFS <laughs> can't stop reading that, Barry. I mean, you must, Barry, you must be uh, doing a jungle juice or something. You must be, maybe mommy's packing magic mushrooms in your lunch every day in a brown paper sack. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Despite vote cockfighting not yet down for the count, you'll be pleased to hear this. Oh, no. Although it's not in Florida, though. Oklahoma's newly enacted ban on cockfighting was supposed to become law last Friday, but a state district judge in rural Idabel 
Am I saying that right? I don't know. I don't know how else you'd say it. Uh, issued a temporary restraining order blocking its enforcement until he can examine a challenge to the law's constitutionality. State voters approved a referendum banning the blood sport in Tuesday's balloting, which would have made <coughs> raising or fighting the birds a felony punishable by up to 10 years imprisonment. Oh, by the way, remember I said I wasn't drinking any more diet soda? Yeah, you lied. Changed my mind. No, no, me too. Louisiana and New Mexico would remain the only states where cockfighting is legal. But the Oklahoma Game Fowl Breeders Association, which asserts there are about 50,000 cockfighters across the state of Oklahoma, filed suit in Judge Willard Driesel's Idabel Court Friday afternoon. Their claims include that the law is too vaguely worded and will deprive citizens raising game fowl of their property without compensation. Driesel agreed to block law till a hearing scheduled for November 18, but even if the Oklahoma cockfighters are successful in overturning the law, a federal ban on transporting the federal fighting birds across state lines is scheduled to take effect in May. The federal birds. I guess the eagle is the federal bird. Don't you know that Colin Powell is Secretary of the United States? And a fine one, too. Love his And dictation. a fine one. We ain't never had a better Secretary of the U.S. of A. than Colin uh, Powell. Colin, I'm rolling. Don't let me forget noon. Chris Floyd. Okay. What would you rather hear at noon, Chris Floyd or Pink Floyd? What's Chris Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hi, yes. Uh, this is Ranger Randall of Miami Metro Zoo. Uh, just always wanted to call and finally get the call today here aboard at Cake 2. Uh, I'm just wondering, um, every time I listen in, I hear this like little sound in the background. It sounds like a Game Boy being turned on. You hear a little sound in the background? Yeah, it sounds like a booting kind of sound. Like, like that? <laughs> Besides those. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Have you ever come by the zoo before? No. Uh, you should come by. They have this you know, you know Ron, Mc, Ron McGill used to call this show all the time, as a matter of fact. Oh, God, that guy, yeah. He's well, all right. <laughs> well, is he still there? Oh, hell yeah. He's, he's, he hasn't left. In fact, you might enjoy hearing this. Wait a minute. Hi, this is Ron McGill from Miami Metro Zoo. And I listen to that Neil Rogers one and two hour. Hell, it's even better than sex with the animals. <laughs> There's more trained monkeys in the background I hear. How do you like that? We had all our trained monkeys. <laughs> I never heard that one. Yeah, there you go. Oh, i got to tell everyone at work. I made your day. Okay, have a great day, pal. All right, thanks. And watch out for those trained monkeys. All right. See ya. How do you like that? A call from the Metro Zoo. You ever been there? No. I haven't either. Too far away. I've been to the parrot jungle. Saw all those parrots and the cockatoo and macaws. I've and I've been to the monkey jungle. I never went to the monkey jungle, although, in fact, we ought, to start, we ought to start going there to start recruiting, you know? Like Anita used to say, we better go recruiting. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the have we had any women call in today? Not that I recall. Although there's very, one. Very bitter, very bitter about this female thing. I look at that book and boy, you know what a giant number we could have if we had a woman, female audience? Only no women. And I look back at IOD because that wasn't a, strictly a sports station. We never had any giant number in women. A little bit more, but nothing nothing exciting. It's not fashionable to listen to uh, for women to listen to this show. Or AM in general. Although it's very strange because I go to the hockey games or I go to the supermarket and all these women, oh, we love your show, we listen every day. I mean, tons of them. But they either just don't get the diaries or they feel, uh, I don't know, somebody's standing over their shoulder when they fill their diaries out. And like I said, look at that. And I was already saying it before you said that there's one there, right? You were already saying it, right. Psychic powers kicking in again. Lady in Miami, hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yes. I'm so glad you picked my line because I heard you complaining about the female women. Right. And here I am. I'm a daily listener. I love your show. I love your, your comedy and your stage. All right. And uh, it's unfortunate for Mo and the rest out there who don't appreciate your humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a dosage for us, and we're, we're hooked on it. And I'm sure there's a lot of other uh, Julias out there that listen to your show. They're just in the closet. Exactly. Well, that closet's getting pretty crowded, you know. <laughs> and in closing... I want to say hello to John. Um, he's a listener also. He's a teenager. Hi, John. Thank you, Neil. Have a great day. Okay, and you too. Bye. Bye-bye. How do you like that, huh? Ask and you shall receive. We got Julios and Juliettes and young and old and in between. We got a whole bunch of closet people out there listening. 5670560. Oh, Don't forget Joe Rose for the Mad Dog today at 1 because the Mad Dog is licking his womb, baby. He is really, I guarantee you, talk about green lizards. He's probably got a hose up to a whole vat of it. Wouldn't you think? You'd think. After the Dolphins got hosed again last night. And I oh. know, oh, Ray Lucas didn't play all that bad. The same old story, but, you know, on that last drive, did uh, Carlos watch the game at all last night? Yep, the whole sad thing. 
Okay, now there in the end, after it was uh, the Jets kicked the field goal, there's still like a little over two minutes to go. They get one play before the two-minute warning. They make a nice play. They get to like the 37-yard line. Then he gets sacked, but they still got plenty of time. Am I right? Yeah, they had plenty of time. Got plenty of time to get in a field goal position for Olinda Mare. And uh, he threw two of the worst passes I've ever seen in my both right into the ground. Horrible. Into the ground. He's a good wanna... player when it's not a pressure situation. Right. I don't want to use the term choke because that's a really negatory term. But uh, when the game is on the line, man, he just uh, don't have it. He just seems to panic. That's when we miss Fiedler. That's when he performs the worst, as opposed to Jay Fiedler, who in those situations, remember the great scrambles for touchdowns, all the other great things he pulled out of his ass uh, in very, very improbable times at the end of games. I mean, uh, phenomenal. So all you people that were knocking our good Jewish boy Jay Fiedler from Dartmouth, to you, okay? All you phony doll fans, no matter who it is that can never do a good enough job to satisfy the public down here. It was Danny Boy. He never got the ring. He never got the ring. Never do good enough. And then, of course, they were sucking all over Jimmy's Johnson. What the hell did he ever win there? He ever win anything? No. No. He's too busy making phone calls to Troy Aikman. And I'll be honest with you, Troy Aikman ain't doing that bad on the Fox thing on TV, you know? No, considering sports. I forget which game he was on. Was, that on. was he on the Patriots game? I don't know. He was on one of the games I watched yesterday, which is about 15 games. But he's not doing too bad. She's doing all right. Here, speaking of she, here's a lady in Weston. Hello. Hi. Yes, ma'am. How are you, Neil? I'm doing great. I wanted to wish my husband, Andy, a happy 40th birthday. Today? Today. Well, I'll be doggone. Hey, Andy. <laughs> happy birthday. 40, that's a spring chicken. Yeah, and I'm supposed to wish you a happy birthday, too. I heard yours was last week. Yeah, but mine is 60. Pretty I old. Know. That's okay. You still don't look say it too loud. I still uh, don't look a day over 59. That's right. Thanks, Neil. Thanks. Have a great day. You too, thanks. Bye-bye. And I had a nice, safe trip I've heard it around on Air Canada, by the way. All my good friends. I missed my buddy Helen. She was on vacation. But all the other people at Air Canada, I had to, like, hose myself off after going through that thing there. Man, they just pee all over me. They love me. Even though I'm a nasty, miserable old person who does a lot of terrible stuff under the guise of stick. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. This is the first time in all the years that I've been on the air I've ever heard that uh, used, you know? Yeah. Under the guise of stick, he does these terrible things, and uh, it's going to come to an end. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Here's a lady in Boynton Beach. Hello. Hello. Neil? Yes, ma'am. Neil, this is Cheryl in Boynton, and I just wanted to call in because I'm a female listener, and I listen to you almost daily. All right. Well, we got to run right. on the ladies now. Great. And I'm also a Dolphin fan, no matter what. I'm so Not sorry. Not a fan, Wagner. Yeah, I'm so sorry about last night. Oh, I'll get over it. Okay. All right, thanks, Neil. Have a great day, Cheryl. You too, bye. Okay, see ya. How do you like that? I mentioned women, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Now, this never happens ordinarily. I think it's George did it Friday. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I wish I could take credit for that. No, I noticed on the website there we had a tremendous number of hits. Of course, that's probably because the Fox ran that story again, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. See, I don't want to give you too much credit for it. I think it was because it was about somebody. What is that? You mean there's somebody that's leading our poll again today? Yeah. Which of these celebrities is most washed up and ready for the glue factory? Mo Howard David, 141. Larry King, 78. Bob Barker, 62. Phil Donahue, 53. Pat Summerall, 42. Regis Philbin, 17. And poor Dan Rather's only got 10. I love Dan Rather. Yeah, but he's a liberal. Like I said, I love Dan Rather. Isn't it nice to have somebody on that's not a right-wing fascist pig twisting and distorting the news for fun and profit? Like on Schlock's News Network. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi. I just want to prove that you, Arbitron is wrong, and you do have a very heavy woman listening audience. How do you like that? So somebody should send out the ratings books uh, to some women instead of to sending you. them all to men. Absolutely. We're going to send out to the last five people who called in a row. Very good. Thanks a lot, Thank sweetheart. Have a great day. Bye-bye. See, I told you, we got a lot of women out there. Arbitrant, Arbitrant can't uh, do it. Arbitrant. Arbitrant can't. They can't survey the market. Boy, it is warm in here. You know, I'm going to have to, like, diddle with the uh, <clears throat> with the window just to get the right temperature. And by the weekend here, it's going to be pretty goddamn cold here, okay? It's been a mild snap right now. It's a little murky outside. Not too bad. Going to be 58 today, which for the middle of November ain't bad for up north, you know no, it ain't bad at all. Rained like a mother last night here. Didn't get any of those tornadoes that I see all over the southeast. <coughs> see that? 
Yeah, I did. And what about South Florida? Is it cooled off real nice down there? <laughs> a degree or two? Yeah, a degree or yeah, two. Yeah, before I left, I saw Miss Norcross on there again giving us that same old story. Oh, well, it's got to be really... Yeah, right. It's really down... The, the comfort index is about a minus 500. And that's only if, like, Brian comes on your TV screen. It's minus 500. Oh, speaking of Brian coming on your TV screen... Think Tank thinks South Florida TV News only so-so, wrote Tom Jicken, November 9. What's that, Saturday? Yes. In the Scum Sentinel? Yes. See, I'm on top of stuff. I'm not sitting here scouring like I was before, but I checked the uh, Yokel papers there. Because Barry Jackass wrote, in a rather unsavory move. <laughs> I, I don't get it. What's, what's unsavory about that? I, who doesn't I mean, and who wouldn't there do is, that? There is so little that happens in South Florida radio that's fun. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's I mean, for example, even the Disney thing, when they first put that crap on there, the, uh, what is it? What do they call it? Party yeah, radio? Party, yeah. Yeah, when they first put that on there and they were, like, ripping the crap out of, uh, Power 96. Party. Yeah. And Y100. It was fun. It attracted a lot of people. It created a little, and they realized they were playing the same ten records over and over. They got stale. But, you know, there's so little of that that goes on. It's the same usual stale crap. Live. Live. And local. Sports Radio 560 QA. Well, now I do believe it be the 1 to 12 hour. Hello, I'm Sven. And I'm Larry, and we're the Freezer Fairies for Sven and Larry's Ice Cream. What's new on the freezer front, Larry? I've come up with a great idea. Ice Cream Parlor Fresh Packed Sven and Larry's Ice Cream. Right now, I'm hand-packing some fudge brownie, vanilla fudge swirl, and double Dutch fudge. So what you're saying is, you're fudge packing. Stop it! There's nothing like fudge brownie that's hand-packed. And there's nothing better than having your fudge packed by a professional fudge packer. You can say that again. Well, I'm not going to. But do you have any fudge nut sticks back there? I'd just like to hold one for a while. Stop it! So get yourself some Sven and Larry's hand-packed fudge. You'll love it. I know. I love a good fudge packing. You are so bad. 12 o'clock at 560 WQM. Happy Monday, too. It's our big noon to one hour. we got Joe Rose for the uh, Mad Dog at 1. The Humper will be along at 3. He's got uh, Nat Morph between 5 and 6. And then, of course, it's Huracoon Hotline. Who did they beat on uh, Saturday? What little girl school they did on Saturday, Carlos? Come on, get with it. Some little girl school. Who was it? UTEP, Vassar, My God, University forgot. of Rochester, Burnham. University of Vermont at Montpelier. Well, whoever the hell it was. Kind of meaningless. And Oklahoma lost, so there's a big contretemps there. We can hear all about that BCS poll again. <laughs> Not. We got Chitko Panther preview at 7, 7.30. The Panthers host the Chicago Blackhawks. I know my neighbor Bernie's going to be there. Good luck to you, Bernie. Panthers are red hot, ladies. Anybody care? No. Really patting the attendance tune there, giving away a lot of free tickets and still not too many people showing up. That's sad. Eddie K from GA after the hockey game and Joe and Mark overnight. That's the agenda. I am going to read that thing, but I want to get these ladies on. Wouldn't you think that's a good idea? Excellent idea. Well, I begged for them to call. Here's a lady in Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you say Hollywood. Don't be sorry. Hi, Neil. How are you? I've been listening to you for at least four years. Thanks to my boyfriend. He turned me on to you, and now I'm addicted to you. Neil. All right. Oh, great. my God, it's horrible. Neil, it I'm is. in the middle of a great orgasm, and then I hear Dickies. I love Dickies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have a question for you, Neil. Yeah. Doesn't Mo realize you make millions? I mean, can he respect you for the amount of money that you make? What's wrong with this guy? The amount of money that I make? Well, I mean, come on. How about the amount of money that I make for the radio station? That's what it's all about. But, I mean, doesn't he realize that? No, he doesn't he care about no that. He has no manners, right? He doesn't care about that because he doesn't want to be a team player. It's more against the world. Well, Don't you understand? he has no manners. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you leave your bag on a chair, it's not good manners anyway. <laughs> Have a great day, sweetheart. Bye. Bye-bye. By the way, Neil, it was Tennessee that they uh, beat. They beat Tennessee? Well, Tennessee's pretty good. They're okay. They're fair. I mean, you know, for a girl's school, they're okay. What was the score of that game? Oh, they, they spanked them. I don't remember what the final score they was. Spanked they spanked them? them yeah. The Hurricanes spanked uh, Tennessee? Yep. Wow. Yeah, when well, they decide to play, they play pretty well. How about those Patriots? Oh! I didn't hear Geldy say one word about that. I didn't hear that much of a show this morning because the squeak factor was a little bit extra high today after the Dolphins uh, lost in New York last night. The squeak factor was extra heavy duty. By the way, Jiggs McDonald wants that job. He wants to keep that job, Geldy. Yeah, see, Geldy, there's another one. Another one who, like, turned on us like a rat. And we understand it's part survival, but it's also part uh, insincerity. If you're somebody's friend, you don't turn on them like a rat. If somebody saves your ass, saves your job because you got a wife and a baby, you don't turn on them. You know what I'm saying, George? Maybe he made attempts in the early days and was shut down real quick. Shut down. 
In fact, this morning, you notice he didn't mention my name. He said, well, next we're going up to uh, Toronto, and then uh, Joe Rose, blah, blah, blah. didn't mention my name. Hmm. I think it's verboten on that program under penalty of death. In fact, in that thing you played before about the uh, bomb, the bombshell, whatever it's going to be, yes. uh, you'll notice also the midday guy who doesn't have a name had some fun with it. The fact of the matter is there are more lies in this very jackass column than most people tell in a lifetime. Didn't check the uh, affiliate list to see what stations they were on. How can you listen to it every day and you need to check the affiliate list to see what station you're on? I mean, in other words, you're just listening to by osmosis. Your radio just automatically goes to wherever Tony Bruno is and you don't know what st station it's on. You see, the you know pot it's not yours. The pot calling the kettle black. This is the same guy who accuses me last week with that hysteria when I was standing in the doorway of doing everything I can to sandbag his show, which is a mother scratching lie, and turns around and goes on purposely for the express point of saying, oh, I listen every day, your show is great, to give me a stuff. That's not only not a team player, that's a bad guy. That's a bad... And, and I don't really care if he goes on that show. I don't, when Hank was on the other show, I had some fun with that, but... What do I care about? It's a sports nerd show. We don't really give a crap about Tony Bruno. So that isn't the part that bothered me. The part is to go on there and say, oh, I listen to it every day, and what a great show it is. That's part of the same philosophy. And you started it. Me. You started it with the me. wig comments the and the plaid pants and, and the colostomy bag veins, and what was the right. other stuff? And the, and the, and the varicose veins. Right. And then the purple, and the purple veins thing, you're even playing the goddamn uh, skin flute there at a yeah, call. I, I want to tell is. you how many of those lines came from me, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of lines that came from you. <laughs> five, six, seven, oh, 560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Hey, Neil, uh, let me uh, inject a little uh, ray of sunshine in this infighting that's going on in your radio station between you and Mo, what's going on in the world, and what happened last night to the Dolphins. Can yes, I? sir. Go well, ahead. The Hurricanes are unanimous number one, baby. Woo! Aren't we blessed? They're number one, baby. We're going all the way. Yeah. You better, you better start rooting for them. If not, I'm going to go there and kick your fat ass, you stupid Jew. <laughs> oh, look at this. Here's a fact that says it's Alex Bennett all over again, or is it? No, this isn't even close to being Alex no. Bennett. No. I mean, Alex Bennett just, uh, he just ran away and just... If I had the ability to do it, I'd take you out of here right now and kick your goddamn teeth in. And then the best part about the Alex Bennett thing at WYOD is it really initially had nothing to do with me. It was Rick and Suds, Right, remember? it was them. I had that stroke, and I was out of work for two weeks, and uh, Rick and Suds filled in, and he, for whatever reason, just... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't get it. They made fun of him. They made light of him. They didn't take their hat off when he came in the room. Oh, so it was the same thing. Yes. And then the worst part of it is after he uh, fled town, he got in his car and just took off in his little, uh, um, uh, uh, what kind of car was he driving? I don't know. Some kind of a wimpy car. Mazda? No, even wimpier than that. Fiat. But anyway, uh, he uh, then then he gets quoted in the papers blaming me again, which I don't care. I'm used to that. I get blamed for everything. If there's a bad snowstorm in Montana, I get blamed for it. But uh, his his big falling out was with Rick and Suds, and then I come back from having a stroke. And oh, in fact, this is a guy that called me at home when I was convalescing from the stroke. Oh, you got to get back here as soon as possible. Uh, this Rick and Suds, you know, remember that business? If I ever hear them on this station again, right. I'm walking I'm out. out. Right. <laughs> and so I come back, and then he uh, gets leaves in a huff and uh, takes it and says I was a prick or something like that. Let's see. Here's that guy that called was a new listener. I believe that he may now be an old listener. I got uh, this is the greatest country that ever lived, Colin Powell's best secretary. Does he uh, answer the phone and take messages for the rest of the nation? It might have been Mo disguising his voice. That's the bomb he was planning on dropping. <laughs> Getting on your show and acting like a moron. No, we have plenty of those without his help. Oh, and it also says it was by far the best Sopranos episode in a while. This season, anyway. Which doesn't say Wait, much. You know what I forgot to mention to that last caller? What? The one who was telling me I better get on the bad wagon. Hurricane f***ing blow! Yeah. Nobody cares about the Pansy uh, High School and college football sports, okay, except people that go there. Nobody else cares. Oh, and Mad Dog's been giving me a bunch of crap about Michigan State because they stink so bad and they had the drug scandals with the quarterback and the star player. Well, the fact of the matter is I see Michigan on all kind of uh, cold water and hot water and lukewarm water with the NCAA. How do you like that? Michigan. Must have been a misprint, you think? Must have been. <laughs> well, he's not in today anyway. He's recuperating. Here's a lady in Hollywood. Hello. Hi, Neil. A yes, loyal female listener since 1987. All right. Excellent. 
And um, also in 1987, I worked in an office. And the day the Pope came, everyone was gathered around their television station, and I was stuck in a corner, and I had to listen to you on radio, and everyone protested. And I then went on to become the head of that company. So it was a big problem because for the three years that I was there, your radio show was on every day. Good for you. And I did receive a diary one time when you were in Zeta, but I don't think that the women get them as, many, as much as men get them. I don't know so, what the deal is. At least our women don't get them, I'll tell you that. you got fractions. With my job, I can only call in when I'm in my car. So that's probably the case with a lot of women. They don't have jobs that, you know, we're usually more, we're busier than men, so we can't call in as often. Yeah, most of our men on this station are like, you know, deadbeats. Yeah. Have a great okay, day, sweetheart. Thanks, a lot. thanks for the memories. Well, how do you like that? We had a run on women. I think that's the biggest run we've had in a long time, you know, that I can recall. And ladies? They're out there. They just don't get the diaries, like she said. Or maybe the fix is in. 5670560. Oh, uh, after the next break, I'm going to read that piece. It's not all that long, but it's very disturbing, very aggravating. And then we'll go back to just being goofballs, because that's what the public wants. Right. We, no, seriously. I understand that. There's too much crap going on in the world. We don't want to, like, uh, be morbid here. This is the one place they can come, like that guy that called earlier with his doctor. Remember that call? Yeah. You still remember that? That was quite a while ago. <laughs> I remember Chris Floyd. WQAM. How about that Chris Carter, by the way? QAM, hello. hello. Where is hello. this call? Pembroke Pines, yes, sir. Speak to me. Hello. Yes. Go Panthers. Down with Bo Howard David. We know hockey puck from his hockey schmuck. Oh, brother. You know who that cry? You recognize that voice? No. Oh. Stump. That is, he, along with that old the sports caller, Joe. This guy is one of the worst uh, chronics in the history of the human race. He's okay, though. He means well. He's just a chronic. He's still clicking his clicker from the uh, Penguin game the other night. I wish I would have brought mine up here, but they probably would have thought it was a, a La Bamba. <laughs> I should have said, Mo sent this. We're going to drop it on Ottawa. Yeah, the big one. 5670560, oh, pound 560. It sure is good to be back here, I'll tell you that. Boy, it's such a pleasant place. Pleasant people. Great food. Too much good food, though. I did get Ben and Jerry's yesterday. I shouldn't admit that. New York fudge chunk. Mm. I don't even like it that much. They're starting to get more and more flavors. That's the bad news of Ben and Jerry's. They're starting to get, like, the good stuff coming in now. Bad news. And they also, you'll be pleased with one thing, because they have those only in pints. And in my supermarket, they had a, a two-liter, which is more than, a little more than a quart. They had the big thing of Nestle's Turtle. Didn't get it. Don't I get a Don't I get a gold star and a purple jelly bean for that? No. Huh? You get a uh, a fanfare. I get something for that for not uh, succumbing to the Nestle's turtle on my first weekend back in T.O., baby. And you can ask Joe Costello; he'll tell you that's pretty good crap. You know, there's never been a better time to buy a new home or refinance your existing home than right now, as I speak. How about this? How about a rate of 3.95 percent? That is correct. Financial Group can offer you an unprecedented 3.95%. All you have to do is make one easy call to Financial Group at their toll-free number, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. The money you're going to save is absolutely unbelievable. That's right, incredible. Think about it. You can get yourself a $100,000 loan for only 450 bucks a month, or you can get you $200,000 for only 950 bucks a month. The process is simple. You're going to save thousands of dollars each year. Just call our good buddies at Financial Group toll-free at 1-800-940-LEND. There's never been a better time to get you a low-interest rate, so call Financial Group, and you'll really be on your way to big savings. Financial Group is an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply, and rates are subject to change if you wait too long. So now is the time to call them. Toll-free, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. It's Howard. Howard Spam. Well, my name is Gary Condit, and I am living my worst fear. Cause I banged one of my interns, and then she went and disappeared. Oh, Chandra, they weren't surprised when I finally told the cops my life. And I was humping Chandra, humping her instead of my wife. Chandra, hump, hump, and Chandra, hump, and Chandra, hump, 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 hump, and Chandra, hump
1217, boy, a new piece of copy just came over the fax machine. That's <gasps> shocking, you know what? Did the fat boy slide that under the door or what? It wasn't uh, on this end. Didn't come oh, through so here. Was, it came direct from fat boy. I don't think he could waddle all the way down to your door yet. So he must have faxed this direct. Nice going, fat boy. How about them sabers, huh? <coughs> Pretty weak. And the make-believes. So anyway, this is in Counterpunch magazine. It's written by Chris Floyd. Into the dark, the Pentagon planned to provoke terrorist attacks. This column stands foursquare with the Honorable Donald A. Trumsfeld, U.S. Secretary of Defense, when he warns that there will be more terrorist attacks against the American people and civilization at large. We know, as does the Honorable Donald A. Trumsfeld, U.S. Secretary of Defense, that this statement is an incontrovertible fact, a matter of scientific certainty. And how can we and the Honorable Donald A. Trumsfeld, U.S. Secretary of Defense, be so sure that there will be more terrorist attacks against the American people and civilization at large? Because these attacks will be instigated at the order of the Honorable Donald A. Trumsfeld, U.S. Secretary of Defense. This astonishing admission was buried deep in a story which was itself submerged by mounds of gray newsprint and glossy underwear ads in last Sunday's Los Angeles Times. There, in an article by military analyst William Arkin, detailing the vast expansion of the secret armies being massed by the former Nixon bureaucrat now lording it over the Pentagon, came the revelation of Rumsfeld's plan to create a superintelligence support activity that will bring together CIA and military covert action, information warfare, intelligence, and cover and deception. According to a classified document prepared for Rumsfeld by his Defense Science Board, the new organization, the Proactive Preemptive Operations Group, P2OG, will carry out secret missions designed to stimulate reactions among terrorist groups, provoking them into committing violent acts which would then expose them to counterattack by U.S. forces. In other words, and let's say this plainly, clearly, and soberly so that no one can mistake the intention of Rumsfeld's plan, the U.S. government is planning to use cover and deception and secret military operations to provoke murderous terrorist attacks on innocent people. Let's say it again. Donald Rumsfeld, Dick Cheney, George W. Bush, and the other members of the unelected regime in Washington plan to deliberately foment the murder of innocent people, your family, your friends, your lovers, you, in order to further their geopolitical ambitions. For P2OG is not designed solely to flush out terrorists and bring them to justice, a laudable goal in itself, although the Rumsfeld way of combating terrorism by causing it is pure moral lunacy, or should we use the regime's own preferred terminology and just call it evil? No, it seems the P2s have bigger fish to fry. Once they've sparked terrorists into action by killing their family members, luring them with loot, fueling them with drugs, plying them with jihad propaganda, messing with their mamas, or with agent provocateurs, perhaps who infiltrate groups and then plan to direct the attacks themselves, they can then take measures against the states-slash-substate actors accountable for harboring the Rumsfeld-roused gangs. What kind of measures exactly? Well, the classified Pentagon program puts it this way, their sovereignty will be at risk. The P-2s will thus come in handy whenever the regime hankers to add a little oil-laden real estate or a new military base to the Empire's burgeoning portfolio, just a nest of violent malcontents, stern with a stick, and presto, instant justification for whatever level of intervention conquest uh, you might desire. And what if the territory you fancy doesn't actually harbor any convenient marauders to use for fun and profit? Well, surely a godlike superintelligence support activity is capable of creation, yes? The Rumsfeld plan, the Rumsfeld Bush plan to employ murder and terrorism for political, financial, and ideological gain does have historical roots. Besides Al-Qaeda, the Stern Gang, the SA, the SS, the KGB, the IRA, the UDF, ETA, Hamas, Shining Path, and countless other upholders of Bushian morality, decency, and freedom. We refer to Operations Northwoods, oft mentioned in these pages, the plan that America's top military brass presented to President John Kennedy in 1963, calling for a phony terrorist campaign, complete with bombings, hijackings, plane crashes, and dead Americans, to provide justification for an invasion of Cuba, the mafia-slash-corporate fiefdom which had been recently lost to Castro. Kennedy rejected the plan and was killed a few months later. Now Rumsfeld has resurrected Northwoods, but on a far grander scale with resources at his disposal undreamed of by those brass of yore, with no counterbalancing global rival to restrain him, and with an ignorant, corrupt president who showed himself all too eager to embrace any means whatsoever that will augment the wealth and power of his own narrow, undemocratic, elitist clique. There is transgression here, a stepping over deliberately with open eyes, with forethought, planning, and conscious will of lines that should never be crossed. Acting in deadly symbiosis with rage-maddened killers, God-crazed ranters, and those supreme substate actors, the mafias, Bush and his cohorts, are plunging the world into an abyss, an endless night of black ops, retribution, 
blowback, deceit, and murder and terror, wholesale, retail, state-sponsored, privatized, of fear and degradation, servility, chaos, and the perversion of all that's best in us, of all that we've won from the bestiality of our primal nature, all that we've raised above the mindless, ra uh, ravening urges and impulses still boiling in the mud of our monkey brains. Get that? Monkey. Of our monkey brains. It's not a fight for freedom. It's a retreat into darkness, and the day will be a long time coming. Writes Chris Floyd in Counterpunch magazine. Who says they don't like those bedtime stories, those periodical Well, that was a good one. That's why I saved it for today. It was a good one. And even little Tommy Jicker wrote, this is almost worth uh, talking about, Think Tank thinks South Florida TV news only so-so, and I would certainly agree with that. I'll tell you one thing. Of course, this is a bigger market, but the news up here is heads and shoulders above any newscast down there. CFTO news, man, never miss it. You watch it? All the time. <laughs> hey, don't you be getting and no illegal dishes down there, goddammit. Uh, hey, if I could get that, those uh, drive-in classics and scream yeah. by hook or by crook. They're, they're great. They're really great. The drive-in classics, they put stuff on there that is so cheesy, so camp, so hysterically oh, funny. I that you can, like, pee in your pants if it were legal. Tom Jicker writes, the best of our local TV news is mediocre by national standards in the market as a whole. That's with a W. Is an underachiever. Oh, such are the conclusions of a Washington-based think tank, the Project for Excellence in Journalism. Maybe they haven't seen Barry Jackass's column yet. You know, he does say in a rather unsavory move. The... <laughs> I, I'm never, I'm, I'm saving this. I'm going to put it in my You're wallet. savoring it? I'm, I'm savoring it and I'm saving it. This is the dumbest crap that's ever been published in a supposed, even a candidate with Daily Messenger wouldn't print this. They take a look at this and look at him and say, are you out of your freaking mind, you moron? God. Anyway, little Tommy says WTVJ's Channel 6 11 p.m. newscast is as good as it gets in the Miami-Fort Lauderdale market, according to the PEJ's annual valuation. However, the NBC-owned station, soon to become the news partner of the South Florida Sun Sentinel, earned only a B grade, and its nationwide ranking is the epitome of mediocrity. <laughs> How do you like that? The epitome of mediocrity. Well, that's South Florida, Tom. You should know. WTVJ ranked 27th out of 53, meaning 26 graded higher, 26 lower. Palm Beach was not one of the markets analyzed. WSVN Channel 7 frequently criticized for its glitzy style, also pulled a B, and was 31st nationally. WPLG Channel 10 earned a C and was 37th, and WFOR Channel 4 was saddled with a D, ahead of only six other newscasts. I guess they haven't found out that Angela Ray came back. <laughs> As a market, Miami-Fort Lauderdale checked in 13th out of 17. It fared better in a limited sweep of Spanish-language stations. WLTV Channel 23 was first among eight newscasts, and Channel um, 51 was number six. That's out of eight no-spaghetti-glace uh, stations. See, A report card such as this evokes the response you get from a couple with a homely baby. They might know their offspring isn't gorgeous, but they don't want to hear it from an outsider. Our local news might have a lot to be desired, but anyone who travels the country appreciates it's better than what can be found almost anywhere else. I don't buy that, Tom. Sorry. Sorry, wrong number. WTVJ General Manager Don Brown is in the market's most ticklish position. He doesn't want to knock a survey that puts a station on top, but it can't swell up too much as being labeled the best of a mediocre bunch. It's exciting to have a third party praise what you do, he said. However, he took exception to the market assessment. I think Miami's got some of the best local news in the country. I have legitimate perspective, having been on the network level. He was once executive producer of NBC News. I would think we should do much better as a group. This really no weak station. If I was to ask you right now, I remember the days when we had John Hambrick? No. You don't? I mean, I know who John Hambrick is. I've seen the little flashbacks, but I don't. I wasn't watching the news as a youth. John Hambrick and Ralph Redneck, who, I mean, is, 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 even though he was fuddy-duddy, nevertheless, he was like uh, an icon. And Ann Bishop? Oh, well, I remember Ann. Well, if I was to ask you now, name me a really top news anchor in South Florida, who would it be? <laughs> oh, I, I well, wouldn't. You couldn't I would do it, could you? No. Couldn't do it. No. I rest my case. We don't have any. I mean, maybe Tony Cigaretto. In fact, who is on the 11 o'clock news on Channel 6? Is Tony uh, doing that one, too? Don't know. <clears throat> and he is the reason I won't watch Channel 6 news. He has no credibility. He's like when they try to make Campbell Martian from a weather guy into a new, a sports guy to a news guy. You know? Yeah. And he said, don't give me no lip. And they said, oh, too late. <laughs> Cambrell Martian. Don't see him no more. Yeah, the, the market is good. There, there is nobody you can name. In fact, I'll tell you, I like the guy on Channel 4 News at 5 and 6, not Elliot Rodriguez. Is there anybody on Channel 4 News who's not named Rodriguez? No. Except this no, guy. No, it's I can't Rodriguez station. <laughs> Seriously. But the the guy, uh, what the hell is his name? It was just on the tip of my tongue. Steve, uh, Joe, uh, Ed, your mama. What the hell is his name? I don't know. 
but he's pretty good. Well, he's on there like uh, in between a revolving uh, between Elliot Rodriguez and Joni Rodriguez and George Rodriguez and, uh, and whatever. whatever. And Enrique uh, Rodriguez. What the hell is his name? Somebody will fax it in or call it in. He's he's good. Steve. Uh, Wolford. Who? Wolford. That might be his I'm name. Just throwing names. Well, see, he's got a goofy name. If you change your name, okay, Steve Schwartz, something we can remember. Steve Rodriguez. <laughs> no, seriously, at least that he fit in right, <laughs> even though he's a he's a cracker. But you know, he's he's pretty good. Not great, but he's certainly a silly goose like Tony Cigaretto. Tony, you're a silly guy. It's not personal, Tony. You're just silly. You're a silly person. You're a hurricane. You just have no credibility, Tony. You're silly. <laughs> I look at him doing the news, and I want to laugh. Was it Let's... Steve Wolford? Steve Wolford. They used to be in West Palm Beach or something like that? That's what we just said. That's what we just said, Carlos. Take the paycheck back, Clarence. Somebody was calling me, telling me at the same time. So. I understand. Just, just relax, okay? You're starting to get like some of the grumpy old people we got working there at that station. Just lighten up a little bit, okay? I'm never grumpy. And by the way, the bomb's coming. Hey, the facts are simple. If you have the dedication, you can get yourself a real money-making job by getting some training at Fast Train, like a lot of other people are doing, smart people. Fast Train can provide you with the necessary training to become a certified computer professional. According to Time Magazine, the demand for computer professionals will continue to explode. Their average student completes the training in just four short months, attending school three nights a week. Once you complete your certification, Fast Train can assist you in getting a new computer job. Fast Train invites you to come in, visit their trained career counselor, and determine which track is ideal for you. Is it Mohawk that's open now or Woodbine, or maybe it's Flamborough Downs, or Windsor, or Hazel Park? Call Fa or Northville. Call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN to set up your appointment. With four convenient locations, there's about to be one nearby where you live. They're in Miami, Pembroke Pines, Fort Lauderdale, and now in highly congested Kendall. Don't forget to ask the career counselor for a list of students just like yourself who are currently in their dream jobs thanks to the great training they got at Fast Train. There's no obligation. Pick up that thing and call them right now and find out what they can do for you, get you in a real job. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Or check them out on the web at FastTrain.com. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. Bush. With some crack in her shoe and some Xanax in her purse. She's the rank skank governor's daughter who resembles after birth. She knows that dad is the gum. So if she breaks the law, well, that's tough. It ain't none of your goddamn business. So just keep your big mouth shut when it comes to family values. A prime example for all of you. There ain't nothing like the morals of the good Bush family. So with some crack in her shoe, no other foot powder will do. It makes your feet want to tingle and dance all day. Come on, you bitch, dance! That's right, you style beat up don't forget, criticism of public officials, their families and friends will no longer be tolerated. 1233 at 560 WQAM. You will obey, okay? Yes. 400, 461 votes on the poll. So anyway, Barry Jackson says in a rather unsavory move, 461 votes. Which of these celebrities is most washed up and uh, ready for the glue factory? Mo Howard David in a shocking uh, runaway victory has 167 votes. Larry King, 89. Bob Barker, 69, which I understand is his favorite position. That's what what's her name told me. What the hell was her name? Diane Parkinson. Diane, very good. What kind of disease did she have? Now, see, it's uh, Phil Donahue, 60. <laughs> Pat Summerall, 47. And then it's uh, way downhill. Regis has only got 17. They like Regis, you know? They feel sorry for him because he's got to work with so many bitches. First it was that damn Kathy Lee, and now this uh, Kelly, Kelly Ripper. I like Kelly. I don't. And I'll she tell has you one an thing, though. I, I got, I'll tell you, she is not attractive. I don't care what anybody <gasps> says. I, she has got the ugliest puss. She's not Kelly? looking at all. Kelly Ripa. Same person? Ugly puss? Yes. All right. Nasty looking. Whatever you say. Uh, I, I saw a little bit of it on whatever the hell day it was, man, and she is nasty, skanky. But then again, and Dan Rather's in last place with only 12. We like old Dan, baby. He may be 100 years old, but he's a good old boy. Former youth pastor accused of having sex with a 14-year-old girl. You're not going to start with those kind of stories again, are you? Yes. yes. Oh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. A former Fort Wayne youth pastor is accused of repeatedly having sexual intercourse with a 14-year-old girl over the span of a year. 
Steve Rios, 32, of Montpelier, Ohio, was arrested Saturday and charged with two felony counts of sexual misconduct with a minor. He was released on $20,000 bond. According to a probable cause affidavit, Rios, who was an associate and youth pastor at New Hope Worship Center in Fort Wayne, began having intercourse with a girl in June of 2000. A child proactive services caseworker in Ohio reported that the girl in Rios had sex five to ten times at the youth pastor's Fort Wayne home during a three-week period early June 2000. The caseworker's investigation uncovered a letter written by the girl to the head pastor of New Hope Worship Center stating the sexual intercourse occurred again in 2001. The affidavit also said the girl told her cousin she got drunk with Rios and his wife one night. After the couple went to bed, Rios returned to the girl about 3 a.m., had sex with her, the affidavit be saying. The cousin told the girl's parents who live in Ohio about the relationship they contacted Child Protective Services, the affidavit be saying. Michael Bauer of the New Hope Worship Center told the detective that Rios resigned last April after he confronted him with the accusation that he had a sexual relationship with a girl. No one answered the phone at Rios' home on Monday, meaning today. How do you like that? Nobody home? No. Laying low? Here's another example of what's going on with your great elections. Abilene. A Scurry County election reversed the outcomes in two commissioner races. I thought Abilene was only in Kansas. Is there an Abilene, Texas? Yeah. There is? Sure. Well, I learned something already. How do you like that? Anyway, this is Abilene, Texas. A defective computer chip in the county's optical scanner misread, misread ballots Tuesday night, incorrectly tallied a landslide victory for Republicans. Democrats actually won by wide margins. <laughs> How do you like that? That's just another one of them coincidences. Oops. The problem was discovered when poll workers became suspicious of the margins of the vote, Scurry County Clerk Joan Bunch said. A new computer chip was flown to Snyder from Dallas. She said by Wednesday morning the votes have been counted twice by hand and once again by scanner with a replacement chip. Republican Robbie Floyd, 69, who lost to Democrat Jerry House, seemed agape even hours after learning of his defeat Wednesday. It was hard to believe that that type of mistake had happened, he said. Incumbent Democrat Schloan, 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 okay. C-H-L-O-A-N-N-E, Schloan, Lindsay, said she had, wonder if she's kind of duff. Conceded the election to Republican Keith Hackfield when she received a phone call 3.45 a.m. notifying her of the discrepancy. Later Wednesday morning, I felt bad for my opponent, Lindsay said, I knew how it felt to lose. Well, that's something, huh? It was a landslide, but just the other way around. So don't be nitpicking. Oops. Yeah, another nitpicker. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Nobody on it. Wrong Nobody line. on five. Was I on the wrong line? Yes. Well, excuse me. See, the reason I do that is because uh, these I, buttons... I you know what I'm saying about I the do. buttons? I, I see They're it. not the same. Right. Here's Miami. Let's try this. Nope. And there's still nobody on that you either. You still picked up the wrong line. I did? Yes. How is that possible? <laughs> I it says, know. Oh, I see. Maybe if I could see the number on it. Let's try Miami. Hello? Hello? There's still nobody there. Yes. Neil. Speak to me. Neil, I just wanted to comment on two things you were talking about. Yes, sir. The hurricane who called that fan. Does he know yeah. that the uh, nickname for UM is Ju-U? Yeah. And number two, I was, uh, I thought of you this week, I went by my uh, local Catholic church and I went in and a bris was going on. Yeah. But the priest wasn't using a knife, he was using his teeth. Uh-huh, okay. Weak material, very bad. Get the sheet back on, okay, they need you at Fox. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Very weak. Are there Jews at the U of M besides Mike Rosenthal? I don't think so. Well, it's uh, Coral Gables. What does that mean? There's all spicks in Coral Gables. There's no Jews in Coral Gables oh, anymore. Point. Well, what, what are you talking about? You better get out of the house a little bit more, mister. The world, family in Coral Gables. the world doesn't revolve around Hollywood. They and got you Jewish know neighbors. If they're related to you, then they must be spicks, okay? Right, but they have Jewish neighbors. Coral Gables, there are no Jews in Coral Gables. There's several things that are not allowed. First of all, there's no pickup trucks. There's no ducks. There's no uh, old beat-up jalopies in the driveway and no Jews. Other than that, it's okay. Pretty progressive. Oakland Park, hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay. First-time caller. Yes, sir. Uh, listen, I run a bar. I've been hearing about this Mo Howard and this uh, this battle you're having. And uh, I'm not having I any have battle. A, we have celebrity boxing. Sounds like Reverend Jones. Sounds like Reverend Jones again for the second time today, okay? Go back to the track. Dick, uh, my good friend uh, up at the track has got a special place for you, okay? Up on the sixth floor, right near the roof. The Dick Feinberg special box for Reverend Jones. See, you give these people a little bit of encouragement, and right away, pop, 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 beep, beep, beep. It's just like Rimmer who keeps interrupting all our goddamn promos. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. 
Are you fudge packing? Yes. Five at 560 WQAM. Here's Carl Springs. Hello. Uh, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, I want to tell you the uh, Evelyn, Kansas is only claim to fame as it's a birthplace of Dwight Eisenhower. Yeah, but this was Evelyn, Texas. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, we've got to find somebody in the Democratic Party that we can vote for. And who's that going to be? I don't know, but it, I don't think this election was a victory of Republicans. It was a failure of the Democrats. Right. I agree with you. So, uh, I'm uh, listening to you, and, uh, oh, happy birthday, by the way. Mr. Thanks. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Well, he said the Democratic Party is uh, biting a big one, and he's right. Grasping the, jaw, the uh, grasping defeat from the jaws of victory, which they do so well. And even though both parties suck big time, like I've always told you, you got to have a buffer. Remember the family had lots of buffers? Right. Well, you got to have a buffer, and that's about all they've uh, been useful for for a hell of a long time. Now, now we don't even have a buffer. Don't forget, join the overnight guys. Joe and Mark, they got a buffer. 9 to 11 tonight. You know who the buffer is? It's Miguel. He's there to make sure they don't drink too much. So he does it for them. 9 to 11 tonight at Gatsby's and Boca. Stop by to win prizes. Enjoy specials on Crown Royal. It's the Monday Night Football Watch Party Night at Gatsby's and Boca. Here's our last call. Here's Miami. Hello. Come Like I said, our last call. Boy, I tell you, things have worked out just tremendously well today, you know? Yeah. They have. Timed out nice. Show's gone by like lightning. Like greased lightning. Democrats, speaking of that caller, millions blown by McBride. This was in the Herald on Saturday. The Florida Democratic Party halted more than $15 million in the final weeks of the governor's race, much of it from the National Party to topple Governor Jeb Bush. A Herald analysis has found that staggering total delivered days before Democrat Bill McBride's surprisingly dismal performance against the president's brother adds to an already brewing debate about what went wrong nationally for Democrats this year. While the National Party poured millions into a fruitless effort in Florida, other Democrats nationally could have used more last-minute money to avoid narrow losses that shifted and control of the U.S. Senate to Republicans. How do you like that? Yep. In other words, they wasted all that money in Florida, and they might as well have peed it down a drain. A key question facing Democrats is whether National Chairman Terry McAuliffe, who's the, who in the race's closing weeks declared the Florida governor his number one target and boasted New York Times editorial board that Jeb Bush is gone, will lose his job. McAuliffe, whose father-in-law, Richard Swan, was McBride's campaign finance chairman, was heavily involved in pushing McBride's candidacy, even when the Tampa lawyer was virtually unknown and still battling to upset former U.S. Attorney General Janet Reno in the primary. And, you know, I, I hate to admit that I've been thinking about this for about ten seconds. You think yeah. she might have done better against Bush she than he did? She might have. It occurred to us all. Much oh, did late. it? Well, way too late to do anything about it, yeah. Oh. In she, sure would have, she sure would have had a much stronger showing in Dayton Broward. I mean, he lost Dade County. Yeah. And he won Broward by like 18 points, but that's not uh, anywhere near what he needed. She would have lost anyway. Humans. What difference does it make? She would have lost. I beg your pardon? She would have lost. Maybe no, it would have done a what little did, bit what better. What brilliant comment did Carlos just make about the Cubans? 
that McBride was trying to pander to the Cubans, and he ended up going right down the middle and well, losing both sides. It didn't do sides. any good. The same thing happened to Al Gore in Florida, which is why he only won by a few votes, and they were able to turn it around and say he lost. Yep. Very sad. Like I told you, Janet's my man. Didn't I tell you that all along? All you people have voted for Bill McBride. I said, Janet's the man. Even my mother voted for McBride. Shame on you, Ma. Man, I told you, Janet's my man. She's my kind of guy. God damn it. I don't think she'd have won. Although you never know. Yeah, I got an idea. Yeah. Let's have the election all over again and try it. Oh, okay. What's wrong with that? The presidential election you're talking about. No, no, about. no. Well, let's start with the governor just for starters. And if she wins, then we'll have the presidential one all over again. And this time we'll have John Kerry instead of Gore. I say John Kerry because Al Gore is kind of scary. And you know who's even scarier is Jew Lieberman. How, oh. how can anybody? How can anybody? Any of these talking heads in the news, in the media, go on there and say, "Well, uh, what are the uh, potential aspirants uh, to be presidential candidates for Democratic Party in 2004?" Jew Lieberman. How, how can they look in the camera and say that without like <laughs> tittering or something? You know, he's got a Chinaman's chance in hell, is what he's got. He was the chigger in the woodpile. He's the guy that cost Gore the election. And you know who else cost Gore the election? Nader. Gore. Okay. Anybody who don't love that bit has got no sense of humor at all. Owes points. Yeah, man. One of the all-time greats. I'm, I find myself singing it in the shower, in the tea room. I mean, everywhere I go. While I'm cleaning the bathroom. Out on the street corners, right down by the Eaton Center. They're all going, Condoleezza. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, Joe Rose will be along for the Mad Dog today. Mad Dog is in mourning. How's Chris Carter's kidney coming along, by the way? Do you think that maybe they didn't do quite a good job of due diligence there, Carlos? Yeah, that physical might have, might not have been very thorough. Might have been kind of what they call the licking a schmear physical, you know? Like, hey, you look like you're still alive. Okay, sign him up. That kind of thing. Ridiculous. Serious uh, kidney problem. So I guess we won't be talking about Chris and Aranda in the near future at any length. Anyway, singer Bobby Brown used a criminal court appearance Friday to promote his new movie and sign autographs. <laughs> right, you go, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, you go, Bobby. You got the good stuff. State court judge Wayne Prudhomme allowed Brown to remain free on bond on charges of driving under the influence and failure to appear in court. Brown, whose attorney said he was not prepared to plead, is free at least until his next court appearance tomorrow. Brown, who was approached by fans in the courtroom after the hearing, apologized to anyone he may have hurt. I'm just looking forward to performing and touring. That's what I'd be looking to do. I'm a lot better at that than driving, Brown said. Brown was arrested in Atlanta early Thursday in charges of possessing less than an ounce of marijuana, speeding and having no driver's license or proof of insurance. I still don't see what's wrong with any of those. Maybe he could play for the Dolphins, too. 
His appearance Friday in Decatur was for charges dating to 1997, failing to appear in court, driving under the influence, speeding, failing to maintain a lane, and having no proof of insurance. Here's what he said on Friday. Stay away from drugs. Don't drink and drive. Don't do anything you're not supposed to do. Go to school and eat your vegetables. That's what he said. Aw. He said his upcoming movie, Guns N' Roses, will be released next year. Oh! And a bunch of assholes will go uh, running to see it. Never got one call about 8 Mile and Eminem. Nope. Not a single call about that. Very depressing. Speaking of stupid, stupidity author arrested. For James F. Wells, stupidity was not a... Um... Now, see? Oh, I can't read this. I can't because it's chopped off at the end. You fast. Oh, no. It was not a quirk of life, but a social phenomenon worthy of scientific study. Okay. So much so that he wrote two books about stupidity. But police say Wells easily could have been a subject of his books last week. On November 1, Wells, 61, was arrested in a sting operation as he tried to meet a fictitious 15-year-old girl with whom he had made an appointment on the Internet to have sex, Lantana police told Todd Dwyer, detective uh, Dwyer said. You following it so far? Yes. <laughs> yeah. This guy is a Ph.D. in biology from Tulane University, Dwyer said, apparently very smart. Not dumb, like some people say, smart. Dwyer, a detective in the law enforcement area against the Child Harm Division Federal Task Force, said that about three weeks ago, Wells initiated a conversation with him on an Internet chat room, thinking Dwyer was a 15-year-old girl. Dwyer said the conversations were explicit, and they arranged to meet at a Lantana shopping center November 1. But as the date of the meeting drew closer, Wells was growing weary. At one point, he wrote to Dwyer that he thought that law enforcement might be looming in the background. Because of that, Wells did not want to take his 15-year-old date back to his Pompano Beach home, but preferred to have his encounter in the car, Dwyer said. When Dwyer said to make their meeting at the shopping center look normal, the supposed girl was to call Wells' dad or say that he was her coach. How's it going, coach? At about 6 p.m. November 1st, Wells drove to his rendezvous, but instead of a 15-year-old, he was met by two uniformed officers who arrested him on the spot. He's author of The Story of Stupidity and Understanding Stupidity, books in which he analyzes not so brilliant moves people make and all the behaviors, context, and history. How do you like that? So if there's one thing we've been trying to tell you for a long time, at least since early March, George, quit being so stupid. Bye, bye, bye! The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale.